What is up, little biscuit and sundry tomatoes? It's your boy, Eddie Collins. And just wanted to introduce this Patreon Friday with the homie, Curtis Boyd, who came on the show to help us break down the creator. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, per usual, our guests don't always have the best audio equipment. Don't hold it against them. This is a really, really funny episode. We think y'all are really going to fuck with it. Um, and remember, if you sign up at Patreon at patreon.com slash medium popcorn, you can throw your hat in the ring to be considered as a future guest on our Patreon Friday series. So, again, that's patreon.com slash medium popcorn. Now, here's the episode. Medium popcorn. We are too niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Woo-hoo. What is up, little biscuits and sun-dried tomatoes? It is another Patriot Friday, and I'm your boy, Eddie Collins. And guys, this is Justin Brown. And we are medium popcorn niggas spoiling movies. Spoiling movies. And we are spoiling a movie. It's a movie that most of y'all probably haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, if it's on Max or something like that, you'll give it a gander. Uh, but to help us break this down is a longtime medium popcorn fan, Nerdy the Sensei, a.k.a. Curtis Boyd. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, guys. Doing all right. Just all right. What's happening? What, what, why you I mean, ch- I'm 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 pretty high, so I guess I'm I'm doing better than all right. Yeah, mm. man, that's a that's a high off brother. life, baby. <laughs> and, and and we, <laughs> <laughs> I will <laughs> say, uh, get the life and we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I will say like, I'm also on edible too. At first, I thought that Justin was going to partake with us, Curtis, because. Uh, when he first got to my house, he's like, "Hey man, can I get uh, some water and a spoon?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, shit, Justin! Yeah, yeah Justin's about to start." And I also, crack. <laughs> I also asked him for an open flame so I can <laughs> get, get my glass dick ready. I was just like, "Whoever comes into somebody's house is like, can I get water and a spoon?" <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Nigga, are you about to feed a bird? What are you doing? No, you feed a bird out of your bare hand, Brandon. Why? I don't not gonna have no bird touch my hand. That's no, crazy. that's. What you need, you need the, the nature. You, it grounds you. It grounds you. Exa- exactly. Thank you. Yeah, you. You ain't see fucking uh, uh, Snow White out there with fucking spoons and shit like that trying to catch birds. <laughs> hey, eat this little fucking grain off a spoon. No, it's a bare goddamn hand, Brandon. Listen, all I know is after COVID, nobody should be feeding any animal with their fucking palm of their hands. Okay, that's how we got into that situation in the first listen, goddamn place. Listen. Nature shall provide, and sometimes it provides motherfuckers with death. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, speak- the dark truth. <laughs> the dark truth has come out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of truths, uh, Curtis, we got to know, man. We got to know. You've been a longtime fan. Why the yeah. fuck do you listen to us? <laughs> this is crazy. That is a good question. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> something that a, a friend of mine asked when I was like, hey, you should listen to this. They listened to one episode. I don't even know what episode. They're like, so why do you listen to these guys? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, they're hilarious, right? This nuts. Like, nuts is good. Yeah, nuts is a definitely good way to describe it. Because You yeah. know what it is? You... If you listen to one episode of Medium Popcorn... It's a roll of the dice, though. It's really a roll of the dice. Well, no, 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 Brandon. It it, it comes down to this. You listen to one episode of Medium Popcorn, high chance you ain't going to get it quite yet. You need to get into, like, the weeds of, like, maybe three or four. That's true. That's true. And then you're just like, oh, okay, I see what these niggas are doing. Unless you catch an episode of us where we're talking about something and we're getting a little bit serious yeah. uh, in there and there's bullshit sprinkled in there. But if you're going to get into a bullshit episode, you're going to be like, these niggas got something wrong with them. I mean, we do. Yeah. yeah. yeah we do. I mean, so I, I don't know what episode I listened to first. I, I got to go back into my catalog because it was very beginning. Uh, but it I'm was sorry. definitely an episode after you've done Good Burger. Okay. Okay. And so you made reference to it, and like I could just see the fire in Justin's face. Just listen. Just all I had was voices. Then y'all didn't really have videos, and so all I had was voice. I could just see his face just lighten up, and I was like, "Man, I gotta go find this Good Burger episode. These these motherfuckers are crazy." And so I listened to it. I was like, "Oh, 
Oh, okay. Now I see. <laughs> and now I'm hooked. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. You yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked to a lot of people who listen to the podcast, and I know people that like try to give it a shot, and they're just like, "Man, you guys are you're so wild on that show," and especially for me because I present myself very differently, like in a professional setting, mm-hmm. like at work, Brandon. Like it's completely different to podcast, Brandon. You would not think we're the same person, and so when those people eventually listen to this, they're like. You seem like Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. This is fucking nuts. Because <laughs> I'm over on this podcast and be like, yeah, when you, you suck it out the booty hole and let you, you know, you t- twinkle the bitties and you're like, what? Like, nigga, you literally call yourself Eddie Collins. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who's that? That's not our any document we have at work. Who's Eddie? That's, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's not our director. <laughs> they're like flipping through all the pages. They're like, no, he's got to sign something with Eddie. They, I, we, I know we have something see no. when, when when i tell people that oh like yeah i do oh like what's your podcast and they go look it up i immediately give them a, you give a, them an episode no 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 no. I, I give them a fucking warning uh, i was like just know the things that are said on that yes, podcast yes. all crazy shit is my co-host no that's not true <laughs> that's not true no like by i have to, i have to give them a warning immediately I'm like just know <laughs> You're gonna see a different part of me. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Especially you, man. You be showing butt cheeks and stuff on this show. Um, yeah, remember what? we watched that movie where you show your ass. Uh, you can't kill Stephen King or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the, you know that was part of the, that's part of my role, man. It, it wasn't. I actually put that in the exactly. Movie. That's I, the I, I fought I to know get my Justin. ass in that movie. I know Justin. He he actively wants to show his ass. We did. A I sketch, got a great ass. <laughs> we did a live sketch comedy show, Curtis. And he actively petitioned for himself to wear a fucking like safari, like a tiger stripe uh, G string or some shit. And he wanted to show his ass not just once, which is what the script called for Mm -hmm. eventually when we rewrote it, but twice. And I was like, Justin, you don't need to do it twice. He's like, yes, I do, Brandon. (laughs) And I was like, listen, you really don't. Listen, at at that time, I was a single man. I had bitches coming to the show, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You put yourself out there. Come on now. What was wild was the first time you did the bit, people were just, people didn't even laugh they were just confused and get, like what's happening and then i was like justin's doing a tag of this and then he did it at the end again and people were just uncomfortable wait wait that was a, that was the, the the best buy one right yeah despicable yeah, yeah. me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you remember the sketch nigga. Yeah, yeah we all remember the sketches where we bombed online on stage we're just like oh man hey. fuck there's three more minutes of this <laughs> hey, when you gotta do what you gotta do to get a bitch's a preview, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember, like Curtis, the, the look at his eye when I'm like, because I was like kind of the director, but not really. Like I felt like it was trying to be. I wanted it to be like a very uh, democratic process, like with putting the sketches together live. Mm. And so, like, it's not like I could. I, I theory, I could be like Justin. We're not doing it. Like we're not doing the tag. But just the look at his face, it was kind of like, I could tell we're not doing this, and he might still do it. <laughs> Don't you take this from me. That was the, <laughs> I need this look in my eyes. You know, we all get there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Every once in a while, it shows up in all of us. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Those shows were wild, man. Like, we, we, had, we wrote a script. Uh, we did a, it was like a one-act uh, play. With me, Justin, and a bunch of oh, other uh, oh sketch boy, comedy this actors. Is wild. It was just all men, and it's called the Titsman. And we obviously just from the title alone, you cannot do that show again. No. Uh, but it was one of the craziest. It was just us monologuing about being dirtbags. Well, no, no, it was basically. These I don't even guys, know what the purpose of no, it. No, it was like these guys trying to join a secret society. But why? Of, I, well, I don't know. I, never, I, I, I don't know. And like I was the guy who was bringing them in to the society, and they're all. It was kind of like they're joining a fraternity, and they're like proving themselves, and they're telling stories of such and such and such, and they were all just. Wild. It was yes. just wild. It was just wild. Yeah. One guy line is like, okay, okay, so uh, yeah, I may be a pedophile. Like that's his line in yeah. the show. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for him because uh, <laughs> oh, his no. girlfriend at the time was at that show. She didn't know what she was getting into. He did that lie. He did that show. She dumped him the next night. <laughs> she. He didn't. He, he did no not chance. have a. He didn't have a girlfriend for the second show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was not great. Um. Man, Man Alive, that show. Hopefully there's no record of that shit. <laughs> man, I have too much documentation to get canceled. 
I'm probably gonna be on like deadline. Be like, uh, yeah, this company has a fucking development deal with this person. Be like, no, he don't. <laughs> no, he don't. Four minutes right. later, yeah, right. cancel that shit. It's over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, everybody. But uh, Curtis is on not just to talk about stories of uh, Justin and I as young at their years, but mm-hmm. to help us break down the John David Washington starring uh, C- C- sci-fi movie. Not sci-fi. C-fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, movie called The Creator, which is by Gareth Edwards, who may or may not have been the full director for Rogue One. There's still... He disputes that... Uh, Tony Gilroy came in and fixed the shit. Hmm. He disputes that. He claims that he filmed the shit that we liked for Rogue One. Which one of those. Yeah, yeah. But I got to say, and we'll get deep into the movie, and we'll try to make sense of this convoluted plot for no reason. But he's got a good eye. Like, he and, like, whoever he hires for cinematography, like, really good, uh, really good concept art that was used to illustrate this world. Like, the technology... Was dope, especially for the budget. Yeah, like to know that this budget was eighty million. Oh, I'm wow. like, what the fuck is Marvel doing? <laughs> for real, it's like it's all gonna be What's to the actors, right? Doing? That's true, Curtis. What are like, that's a very existential question. What's anybody <laughs> yeah, doing? This is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Just like the guys. Let's not even talk about this movie. Just <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> How are we living right now? <laughs> I mean, that's what this movie kind of does. Is like. You know, it's very existential about the human race and like us being our own worst enemy and shit. Well, well, I mean, this is kind of playing into like the Terminator esque. Mm, uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. feel, or uh, even uh, what? Not I am Legend. Uh, AI. AI. Are, yeah. Oh, the the Haley Joel Osment movie? No, no, no. The one with uh, Will Smith. Which oh, one? Uh, that was called oh, um, I Robot. I Robot. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so uh, I Robot. Basically. AI starts to take over. Well, it doesn't necessarily take over. AI uh, AI does some bullshit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and blows up fucking uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, and detonates a a a, a, chem, um, a weapon in uh, uh, Los Angeles, destroys completely Los Angeles, and they're like, "We're banning that shit. It's yeah. done. No more AI shit." And but then Skynet's like, "Fuck you, nigga." And but apparently, China's China or New Asia. Oh, as you're they talking about it? yeah in this movie, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it was China, and they just changed it to New Asia. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot I got of... So, I got a note on that. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of Asian-specific uh, things that made me kind of be like, is this really problematic? Like, it feels... Because... Like, when was... The, okay, so development began in, 20, in uh, 2019. That's still, like, not that long ago. No, but then 2020 happens, and they're just uh, like, yeah, yeah, we just can't make fucking... China, the bad guy in this film. So it feels like they pivoted, just like New Asia. <laughs> that was what kind of made him worse. <laughs> yeah, it kind of made him more offensive by doing that. Yeah. So basically, I I, th- I think it, it it was basically saying this is like okay. So in China, they don't care. They're still making these things, and I'm just gonna call it what it is. So we just yeah. call it China. <laughs> China doesn't care, and, and they're still gonna make these things. So it's like, well, we find them, we gonna kill them. We don't care where it's at. And that's basically, it, it's a hunt to kill the the big AI uh, creators around the world. And this is co-written by Gareth Edwards and Chris White, who was, uh, he got his claim to fame by uh, co-writing uh, and directing um, American Pie. Wow. Yeah, and now he's doing this shit. And I think he did, uh, he took another popular movie. Um, yeah, he co-wrote uh, Rogue One as well. Oh. So, you know. You know, you can start out with a small, like, buddy sex comedy and end up writing a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, but this was, this was a little bit too convoluted. This reminded me a lot of, uh, this felt like um, District 19 meets bit. Elysium. You know I what I mean? Like Elysium, it, but go oh, on. It's about the same creator. Like, that's when okay. you were like, oh, was District 19, like, his one, like, perfecta, like, of everything working together? Um, Curtis, did you see either of those movies? Uh, I did not see Elysium. You didn't see Elysium? No, not that one. Okay, yeah. It's not great. It's not great at all. <laughs> it's, like, way too complicated. Uh, it stars Matt Damon. Apparently, it was initially supposed to star Eminem, but he dropped out because they wouldn't film in Detroit. Um, but it just... This this felt like it could have been a very simple plot, 
and it ended up adding so many different things. And like you make like you're meeting new characters. I think until like the last fifteen minutes or so, you're like, Jesus, like what am I? Who's this robot thing now or whatever? You're like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Also, John David Washington. Okay, spoiler alert, everybody. Did he get shot at the end? What was happening to his body? What do you mean? When uh, when he's um, when he's having the vision of the wife. And they're like carrying her like a uh, comatose body and stuff. Like there was a lot of fast cuts where I was kind of like, I'm not quite sure I'm following what's happening. Yeah. I thought he got shot. Cause he, he was saying he couldn't breathe. Yeah. He couldn't I, move either. She was dragging him. <clears throat> so I thought it was just the airlock thing. Oh I no, no. Yeah. That's the just, airlock. That, that yeah. Was the airlock. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was just that, that he couldn't breathe because of the airlock. Got yeah. It. Okay. Cause they, they were still, they were on that ship that was, That's the, right. well, that, Floating Death Star type bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Curtis, what were your initial thoughts with the creator? And also, why'd you choose the creator for us to review? Yeah. Well, I saw it and I saw the trailer and I was like, well, this looks ins- like I'm playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, okay. Still? Like, like, I thought it was too buggy that people like were giving up on it. No, they've like completely turned it around it? now. Oh, okay. Yeah, they patched it a bunch and then they released a big update before the new expansion came out and the expansion is pretty crazy. But yeah, so I've been playing that a lot more since even since before the beginning. And yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like this is this is very very cyberpunky. So let me let me see cuz I was very nervous at first cuz man, so many cyberpunk movies in general from the history, there's a lot that are trash. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, ooh, yeah, this get this get veer real bad. Yeah. So uh, just initially, I was like, let me let me just see. So I was, you know, the initial takeaway is I was at least surprised that it wasn't just like, all right, I got to get out of here. <laughs> 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 Most movies, when you get to that first thing where they're trying to establish like some type of like grounding lore, yeah. you're like, all right, I believe you, or nope, I got to get out of here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what hooked me immediately was once I saw Gemma Chan, I was like. Okay, I can at least tolerate this for a little bit. Because <laughs> she, she's one of the most beautiful actresses in the game right now. Like, I don't think she gets nearly talked enough about how beautiful she is. Um, but Yeah, she's a baddie. I got to say, this is wild. Because we've shit on the man quite a bit. This is John David Washington's best performance. Yeah. Oh, he I, did, did his thing in this. I thought, like, it was so... Di- like, for me, this is finally me... And this is, includes uh, Black Klansman. This is me finally being like, okay, this is like, this could be his lane. But like this kind of complicated, conflicted character, this could be his thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit different than what his dad usually does, but also allows him to be distinctive enough where he's getting, he's making some creative choices now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I, I agree. Cause yeah. it, and you know, I love the cold John David Washington, the Woodman. Yes, yes. Uh, but like, this is one of the first films where I'm just like, wait a second. Is he starting to become a little limber? Uh-huh. You know, he, he does feel a lot more comfortable in his body, yeah. you know, in his performance uh, in this film, which I, I, I listen, as much as I hate on niggas, I do want to see them <laughs> succeed. <laughs> I do want to see niggas succeed. Yeah. And like, you know, after a while of shitting on this guy and to actually see him starting to come out of, you know, the stuff that I, you know, really jump on him about, yeah. like, it's good to see him getting to that point where I feel like, all right, I think he's starting to be more comfortable yeah. in his in his acting and he's kind of uh, coming into himself. But with that being said, also, there were times where I did very much hear Denzel. Uh, Like you could close your eyes and you could hear Denzel in in some scenes, but obviously is his son. So you're going to, you can't help that. Yeah. yeah. You can't help that. But I think that's a good thing Mm. because that's showing that he's finally starting to become more comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, he benefited from, having a charming uh, actress, um, you know, with him that kind of like softened him up a little bit, show a little bit more of his humanity. Cause he's always kind of like yelling at like his female uh, co-star or something like that. It's never like a, you know what I mean? It's never like a yes. sweet romantic relationship. You know what I mean? Black Klansman. All he did was like kind of yell at the, uh, what's her <laughs> name? Old girl from a uh, fucking Spider-Man. Uh, what, what, the the one Malcolm or Marie literally yeah, it's that, just an hour that and half was of them not, fighting. <laughs> that was yeah. that was it, not Black Klansman. <laughs> it's just insane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, okay, well, he's doing something at least. Unfortunately, it's in a movie that not many people saw. That's a little bit too long, 
It's uh, two hours and 13 minutes, I believe. Yep. Yes, it is. And it felt like it had two, maybe even three opportunities to end earlier. You know what I mean? Mm. I was like, you could end it there. Oh, they're still going? Okay. (laughs) 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 They could have ended there. Okay, well, all right, we're still we're still in the game. Let's go. We've still got a journey to go on. Apparently, okay, we're still not at the finish line. We're, oh, oh, wait, this is, is this the bad guy? No, that's not the bad no. guy. Okay, well, we'll... <laughs> this did uh, for me. This did harken back. Like it's this is a really random reference, but this did harken back a uh, feeling that I had when I saw um, you know, because it's about him finding this robot uh, girl. He doesn't know yet that he might have a connection with her. Um, trying to get her to safety. And so, because also we find out that she's so powerful in theory, she could like, she is a weapon that could destroy humanity basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's trying to protect her and, uh, shit. What was I going to say? Fuck. Oh, and the AI robot, uh, thing was played by Madeline, uh, Yuna, uh, Voyas. It's also as Alfie, Alpha O. Yeah. And I think that that uh, child actor, I think she did a great job. Great job. Yeah, did a yeah. great job. Yeah, it's just, um, I'm, man, I'm blanking on what I was going to say. It's going to be profound, too. Oh, man. It's going to change lives and shit. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> but it's a very, it, it, oh, what I was going to say is it's about an adult trying to protect the child and help them get to, um, trying to like, you know, help each other survive their circumstances. But and it reminded me a lot of a uh, Huck Finn. Okay, because I remember when I saw that movie. When it's Elijah Wood in the night. Stay with me for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm but here. It's like I'm very, for somebody called Nigga Jim. Go on. <laughs> but it was a very intense movie. Like from the beginning, like you open with Huck Finn like getting the shit beat out of him, right? And then he's like trying to help the slave get the freedom, right? And then it's like everyone helping them dies like mad people died in that Disney movie and mm-hmm. that's how this felt like it felt like everyone they encountered fucking died like you know what I mean it was like hey we just met this nice couple and, oh they're helping us boom they're blown up oh we've just met this really kind of weird sexy Asian cyborg thing oh that thing's fucked up like and they were reviving people just to get their memory <laughs> they're like oh my my wife they're like hey we just need your memory man you already did <laughs> I was like this movie cold as ice <laughs> 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 I was like what's happening <laughs> this movie was fucked up and it reminded <laughs> me of eight year old Brandon after we saw Hawkford I looked at my mom I was like that movie was wild <laughs> <laughs> life ain't fair nigga <laughs> your mama so looked at you sad. life ain't fair <laughs> yeah mom was just like hey it's over. It's over. That innocent, them innocent days are over. But you know what? I, I, if you really think about it, when somebody has a quote unquote mission, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like very much in, in this film, uh, by helping somebody with a mission, uh, like which is as grand as the mission that they're going on, yeah. you you're basically signing a contract to where you're gonna you're you have to be willing to give your life for the greater good. So, like, all the people around them are the people who are most likely going to get it. Well, listen. Like, no, but if you it's watch like, so any like of these movies. Men, essentially. Yeah, no, but if you watch any of these kinds of movies, the people who are on that mission, yeah, one of them is going to get it at the end. Yeah, I mean, but, Children of Men, I, yeah. I still remember being, and that's what's wild is because you've accepted that, but I think my, like, hopeful fucking Disney princess ass wants everything to end up nice and shit. That, that's the Michigan in you. Because... <laughs> I, yeah, man, because I'd be like, why can't they survive? I remember being sad as hell when Clive Owen dies at the end of Children of Men. I'm like, man, why couldn't he make it? It's like, he wasn't meant to. This was the job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't John David Washington make it? it, it he already know. was missing two limbs. Let See, him live. You know what? With, with his robot daughter. You know, you, know, you know what's crazy, man? I feel like watching so many, like, movies, you know, over, you know, over the years. Yeah. And like everybody's character, I mean, I mean, everybody's favorite. A lot of times is like that funny guy who like breaks all the tension and things like that yeah. in a lot of films. But we all know they are gonna kill that nigga to bring some emotional toll to yes. this film. Yeah, yeah, and and that's so a part of me in my life. I've always thought it's just like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna try to make people laugh, but. 
I don't know if I could be too funny because I don't want to be that nigga that yeah, gets yeah, <laughs> taken out that. midway. Don't I need that. to see this through. <laughs> I'll definitely know you're the one to die if we get in like a plane crash together and it's like me, you, and a few other survivors and then you start saying, we go die soon. <laughs> like, you start talking in a slavish voice and shit. I'd be like, well, Justin trying to be funny, so that'd be that nigga dead. <laughs> Yeah, the, the guy who's trying to hold y'all together with comedy. Oh, that nigga's the <laughs> clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, nigga. What you gotta do is you gotta read it by how Negro it sounds. You know, that's it true. Re- that's <laughs> true. If you start getting into Negro spiritual, like like that type oh, of tone. Jesus. We know we about to die. That wait, guy wait. Is about to be- it also depends on how on how hot your star burns at that point because Buster Rhymes he made it in that fucking. Um, uh, uh, Friday, uh, uh, well, Halloween, Halloween film. movie, yeah, yeah, he made it all the way He's through. He's like, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> when a nigga starts fucking gets into a Bruce Lee battle with Michael Myers, I'm just like, okay, okay, so now we're going crazy land. That nigga survived, yeah, that was really crazy, man. That's yeah. how we like. They already done some wackadoo shit, but they really jumped a shark with that. One. Yeah, now imagine so, so that Robin Zombie had to take over. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I know we had this dreadhead in here fighting Mike Myers last time. No more, <laughs> no more. We're making it ultra white now. <laughs> the Negro won't be able to defeat us now. <laughs> I think one of the first people he kills is a black guy. Yeah, they and had to the make, yeah. yeah. make up for yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so. I, 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 the other part of this I think we haven't really talked about Say, is the fact. Say what? Say more. Okay. Uh, is the fact that at the beginning of the film, John David Washington, he's like an undercover undercover agent. Yep. Uh, he's basically, well, he's working for the humans, yep. uh, but uh, he has a cybernetic leg and arm because he lost them somehow. Yeah, like his family got bombed because he said he lost uh, his mom and uh, his dad and his siblings. Wait, was that in the... That was in the flashback. Because remember, yeah, he, that's explosion. when he meets Gemma Chan. Yes. And so, like, he, he established that the injuries came from okay. some shit with his family. Yeah. Okay, so we, uh, so he's undercover in, uh, quote-unquote, New Asia. Yep, yep. And they're trying to find... Are <laughs> <laughs> there bubbles popping around? I don't know. I don't know. You go like this, <laughs> you just did, and I get fucking balloons. quotations, <laughs> and the balloons pop. Okay. That's crazy. It don't work for you, nigga. Well, you yeah, have a new computer, working? motherfucker. <laughs> update, <laughs> update your shit, nigga. I just keep crying, keep bending my fingers. Nothing's happening. It's doing quotes, nigga. Anyhow, um, so he's in a New Asia, quote unquote. I'm not gonna do it because I want balloons to come. And That's um, what she said. Uh, he and he's actually married to Emma Chan. Gemma Chan. Uh, Gemma, sorry. Uh, to Gemma Chan's uh, Gemma character. Chan, Gemma Chan. And once she finds out that he's basically, you know, undercover. She finds out immediately. Well, yeah. He's not. <laughs> no, but he's been there for, for a minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knocked her up. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he, he I mean, I haven't done that night one. So I, if he was there less than a year, I get it. <laughs> well, the they were married as well. Spot too. What? What's up? Oh, so the government kind of blows up his spot. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They literally blow up like, his Why spot. Why are you talking in code? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, yeah, the guy pops the door. He's just like, all right, I'm going to shoot this guy. Nigga, what you doing here? <laughs> I was like, never to call this number. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, uh, so, so uh, then the floating Death Star thing blows yeah. uh, some shit up. She's presumed dead. Uh, and she's also pregnant with his child. Yeah. So he goes back five years later into this into new asia mm-hmm. uh, to try to find like uh, let's let's call him the architect of these uh, of these uh, ai uh, things um uh in hopes that because he find he sees a thing that his wife is actually still alive yeah so he's just like but she's like, like comatose right she's like in the coma. No, he doesn't know that oh yeah yeah they're just like they show yeah they show him the recording or whatever like yeah the, yeah she's like so she's still alive she's still alive out there by the way that's allison janning by the way what's that that's allison janning that, really? that, the woman, yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh shit! Yeah, that was Oscar winner Allison mm-hmm. Janney. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, 
you fucked me up for a second. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, wait a second. No, he's like Allison Jan. I met I was, the woman that showed him the video. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Gemma Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my mind just fucking blew right That would have been a wild ass opening <laughs> He's like, he don't know who his wife was um, I'm not saying that Addison Janning's not an attractive woman or anything But it's just like, you're not going to risk the alien, you know, the AI apocalypse for, for that you know? Well damn, I, I bet her husband or wife wouldn't think that way Well, everybody got their own taste Anyhow, so... <laughs> So that's why he goes back because he's hoping that he can uh, find his uh, wife and child. Yes. Um, so basically, his whole thing is like, yeah, he's helping this kid, but he's also just trying to find uh, trying to find his wife, yeah. and that's his main reasoning for being there. But then over time, he learns that technically this child is kind of his because yeah. this child, this they AI like a clone or some shit, right? Well, they was created with some of the embryonic fluid or or, oh, or the DNA of the child. Mm. So then I guess that she could yeah, live cause on. Yeah, because that, that, that girl looked a little brown. Not like, you know, had like distinctive mm. like bl- blazing features or anything, but like dark, darker. Well, I mean, you she looked I mean? like she she could have been like uh, Indian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, but like Asian-y, yeah. Asian-y uh, uh, Indian, more into Asia uh, end. Okay. Well, no, because she looked like a like like yeah. uh you know, like maybe like sh- you know like Cambodian or something mm-hmm. like that or you know different part of Asia, not necessarily China. Not gonna lie, John David Washington and Gemma Chan, ba- just based off their looks, had a baby. That actually might be a really attractive person when they grow up. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna shut up. I don't wanna- <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be interesting. Uh, I'm gonna have experience a lot of racism, <laughs> a lot of racism. Uh, one quick question about John David Washington, since mm-hmm. we're talking about cosmetic stuff. He's cockeyed, right? I have no idea. Or okay, does he have yeah, like a wandering no eye or something? Like his eyes sometimes would be the, the left one gets kind of weird. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. He's on yeah, a I'm big sure. screen. I, I, I haven't. I haven't been staring this nigga deep into his eyes. <laughs> I've been trying to look at his soul at the last like five minutes of the movie. I, I gotta go back and try that. <laughs> All right, whatever, niggas. <laughs> I saw what I saw, but um. <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, I thought like visually this movie is pretty dope. I think for me where it really falters is just the pacing. It feels slow. It moves slow. Uh, and it doesn't really feel like too much happens, actually. It feels like a lot of redundant stuff. Like they go to a place, it gets blown up. They go to a place, it gets blown up. They learn a little bit more. They go to another place, it gets blown up. They learn a little bit more. Oh, no, one of them gets caught. You know what I mean? Like... Well, it was like I, I, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It, I guess, but that's like, um, it, and uh, uh, Curtis, you know, I'll ask you to speak to this a little bit. Like, what did you think about that, you know, the Death Star thing uh, floating around? Because for I, me, I felt like we didn't get that much um, uh, about that. No, no, not at all. So it, 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 it was like, obviously it's a threat, but it's just like, what do you think? It was yeah, it was ominous because they were showing it at the very beginning. You're like, what in the fuck is that thing? And yeah. it looked cool. It had made cool sounds and all the light shows. Like, man, what kind of laser light show is this thing putting on? But other than that, though, it was just something that was ominous in the background. Like you didn't really think anything specific about it. Like at least with the Death Star, you knew why it was dangerous. Yeah. Like and why they wanted to keep having it. This thing, it was just like mankind's last resort and their biggest weapon. And yep. they kept fucking things up with it, but that's the only thing we got is that mankind doesn't want to lose this ultimate weapon. And I mean, who wouldn't if you already have it? So that's all we got from like the human side of that whole argument. It's like, oh yeah, we already got this big fucking weapon that we've been, you know, decimating villages with. But mm-hmm. that's that's the war because we keep trying to do this. And then the AI, the AI is like, we actually have something that's going to stop that whole thing so we can live peacefully. So that's all we really got out of this. So it was kind of weird knowing that, like, the Death Star that could be in orbit everywhere was just not really discussed. Yeah. That, that's what I found kind of weird about that. 
is like is because it played such a big part. Yeah. But then you know, even when we get on it, it's just like, oh yeah, there's a fucking like farm on here. There's like there's all of this stuff on there. It's just like, why didn't we get more of an idea of what that thing actually was? Why it was so important outside of the fucking the nuke the fucking nukes that it was dropping on niggas. Um, yeah, was it was just like it was like why. Like, why is this thing, you know, so coveted? Yeah, they're also doing AR research in it where the U.S. had already said that they, like, banned and stopped doing any of that stuff. So, like, why is there a whole, like, AR research wing on that thing if they were banning all that shit? So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot that was going on in that thing that wasn't just a, a nuke place where they manufactured the bombs and dropped them. It was, like, something else was going on up there. I wonder if it's, though, because in this in this futuristic world... It pauses that no one really asks questions, especially on like the authority side, right? Like, so would people have the will to be like, "Hey, what the fuck is that?" If they're not a part of that, you know what I mean? Well, or is it not necessarily like no one wants to ask questions? But after something like basically the Los Angeles nine eleven of the entire city just being destroyed, people's like, "I don't, y'all don't need, I don't need to know." Get rid of anything that's AI because we don't want that thing to happen because now you everyone's driven by fear and and now you know they're basically give you know a full disclosure like yo do whatever the fuck you need to do you need to yeah. kill these niggas we need to get them the fuck up out of here right it creates that smoke screen so that way that you know yeah. you can do whatever behind the screen but you know to uh to anybody else on the other side they're just like oh yeah that's the thing we want you to do and Behind the screens are like, yeah, we're also making AI over here, even though we told y'all we weren't. Yep. Yep. What uh what gives you gentlemen fear? What makes you fearful? Oh, here's the weed. Go ahead, go ahead, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> fearful that Brandon gets all the money he ever needs to have these ideas become real. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, actually, I I probably have pretty tame ideas once money's involved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, like, you know, I am fascinated. I have always been for a long time with like the cyberpunk genre. So that's another reason why I was drawn to this. Mm. But that's also, you know, it's plausible fantasy in a way where it's like it's not too distant from our own. It's always kind of grounded with humans. So it's like, all right, we will and have tried some crazy shit before yeah. so there's no limit to how many fucked up things humans can come up with and then try to market so i'm always into that as a fear so it's like what other things have we not come up with that are also just as bad as we've already done Damn. that it's just going to become marketed and then and become like mass produced and just we have everywhere you know the guns so, is the one thing but like yeah. what else can we have oh so you like the dude at the end of oppenheimer who's like yeah we made a bomb but who makes the next bomb that's gonna yeah. be bigger. And like, what does that even look like? That's man. That's a deep man. I, I fucked up with that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was intense. Uh, Justin, what makes you fearful? What makes me fearful? Um, I guess like, and a like actual war hitting the U.S. soil. Mm. You know, like an, an actual like full scale aggressive war, war hitting like, us. Yeah. Like the wars that happen elsewhere, you know, actually one hitting uh, hitting here, yeah. and then basically living within a war zone and having to kind of deal with that and being fearful for your for, for your family, your children, and things like that, and like everyone living under that mass hysteria. Yeah. Because now, mind you, it's like yes, that does happen today, right now, for people, but people think that they're prepared for it. But no, none of us are really prepared for it, and the people who are going through it right now—they not—they pre- w- really weren't prepared for it, yeah. and it's just like it's gonna—it brings the worst out of people, as we've seen is happen happens in the world time and time again. So like that, and, and in just um, the sheer level of um, the need for survival that comes out of human beings, that I think is scarier than anything, because when people are desperate, people do wild shit. I'm quietly having an anxiety attack. Right now. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Brandon. What scares you? Everything. Right. I mean, <laughs> it was on my bed, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it before on this show. I think it is the 
effects of global warming finally coming home, you know, coming into full effect. And chickens coming home to roost. Given, yeah. and, you know, just knowing that we could have done something and all these ignorant people that are probably in their secret bunkers fucking surviving while regular day people are fucking, like the day after tomorrow when the, or 2012 or whatever the fuck, when that water is hitting the city, man, mm. man alive. Like think about being in the city at that time. Even if you can't swim, which I can't, I can't swim in that. Because you start swimming in a fucking wave, you with a skyscraper, guess what? You're going to swim your ass into the Statue of Liberty, and you're going to slice up your gut. Then <laughs> <laughs> you did. Okay. You know your family did. If you try to swim, what you think they try to do? Why did, like, midway in there, Brandon just start sounding like a slave? <laughs> well, what you going to do? Next thing you know, you can swim, but you can't swim because you're chained on the soap. And then next thing you know, the Statue of Liberty is right there in your face. And then you got a boo-boo on your foot, and, and, and you can't swim with that. And then you get a, then you get a cramp. And oh boy, and now you're gonna do a Negro spiritual up to the good old Lord above. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Brandon? I'm not. <laughs> Get off the weed. Nah, man. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Man, those suicide robots are crazy, weren't they? The ones that were just popping in with bombs on oh, them. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Get away from it!" <laughs> They're like, choo, that, choo, choo, "That was choo. probably the craziest robot in the entire movie." Hell I yeah! Was watching it, and I was like, "Okay, what is happening?" I was like, "Holy, f- it's just a grenade with legs and all." Then yeah. they just flew into that <laughs> compartment. <laughs> yeah, it literally was just an electric grenade. That was it. Was crazy. That dude flew into a fucking uh, plane and was just like, "Niggas, hold on, hold on, no." We need to talk about that motherfucker was straight up just running like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> running like O.J. Simpson in a Hertz commercial to an airport and then runs and then stands there and then explodes itself. And then they just like, oh, boop, boop, zero, zero, four, two. Next one. Here's, here comes the next one. Yeah. And that nigga come running down there. Actually, it was very um, get out. Like the, like the old black man running yeah. in the oh, uh, running yeah. in the night but with yeah. technology, yeah. just 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 running, you know. But straight. it was cool though. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's some cool visual stuff yeah. where I was like, all right. And, and the fact cool that she shit. stops it, yeah, that was cool. And then the things just that like that was pretty dope. Yeah, and then she goes offline, <laughs> then it comes back on. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I love that. She, you know, she was too young to really understand her like you know Wi-Fi powers, but like. <laughs> It was cool watching her kind of play around with stuff. And she was yeah. like, yeah, I can hang stop this. And then people were like, hey, we got to get you out of here. And she was like, wait, I ain't done yet. Yo, when it caught um, Allison Janney uh, at oh, the yeah, end. Oh, yeah, she was freaking like, yeah, she was like, it, it, oh, she was oh, like, get shit. it off me, get it off <laughs> me. And, and then she, like, she, she does the thing, she stops it. And then they, got, they look, they're <laughs> like, oh, shit, she stopped it. And then these guys point the guns at her. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was fucking that hilarious. sucks because you're like no i want to live stop <laughs> stop taking your job so seriously nigga. right like just he's like hey you know what keep focusing on the backpack don't do anything else why are you pulling your gun out just focus, focus on me damn it i'm number one <laughs> we can kill her later <laughs> get this thing off me damn it yeah, that shit took them out real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Hey, didn't it feel kind of anticlimactic though? What do you mean? For Allison Janning's character, weren't you kind of like, oh, that's how she dies? But isn't death anticlimactic? No, but I, I mean, mean like, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> she was, well, she wasn't vicious. She wasn't a vicious villain, but she was kind of like, she, she, was, gonna, she, she was coming. She, she was, was going to let up. Yeah, that's what I'm like. You got to like take her out. You got to be like, yeah. I, and well, Considering Remember that the that, fake the mom, I mean, the mom's body, like she's comatose, but they still were able to fake her death to an extent. They could easily do that with Allison Jenny. You got to make sure for sure that she's dead. No, she she dead. She downstairs. No, she, she good. She's gone, my friend. Pretty sure they made like beef stew out of her. Like, yeah. She is good. That, that bitch ain't nothing but particles at this that, point. I mean, the Curtis did point out, we never saw them eat. We don't know what humans are eating in this time. Maybe they are cannibals. Hey, maybe. Why? Why? Why would they be cannibals? Because we don't know what kind of produce they have available now in the world. I Nothing about this movie said that we were living in a dystopian universe. Well, he brought he brought up a thing about 
eating, so I just brought. I just was okay. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think they were cannibals. Like, I'm not a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> I've heard some of the shit you said in this episode. Um, it, it, it's uh, I mean, like you said uh, earlier, Brandon. Like it is, it's a slow movie. Yes, and a lot happens, but it doesn't feel like a lot is happening. No. No, no. You're kind of like, damn, I spent over two hours on that? Like, because, like, I'm having trouble, even with the week Wikipedia being like, this is what happened. This is what this meant. You know what I mean? I just remember some cool shots, and that John David Washington did a solid job on this. That's all I remember. Like, five years from now, you'll have to, like, really push hard for me to remember this movie, and I'll probably remember it just because we did this episode. Or... Maybe you need to, you know, pull back on the weed <laughs> so you can remember some shit. Because obviously you ain't okay when this nigga came up here and was just like, guys, what scares you? <laughs> what leaves you up at night and thinking about your mortality? <laughs> I mean, Curtis, I hope this is what you hope this uh this episode would be because <laughs> the, the, the creator that that's a cause you saw this movie before you suggested it, right? Or before you chose it. The trailer, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just suggest it. I'm gonna say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and oh, say okay. I'm gonna watch this. Okay. Got but it. it's not it, it okay, all right, I'll say it like this. There were some moments that were kind of dope that moved like the the moments that were action packed were actually pretty dope. But like yeah, you guys yeah. saying that it was so long, there were like the moments that they were trying to like get sweeping shots and then like also try to get like I guess some grounding, some humanity in different areas was just like, okay, y'all could have tightened that up. Yeah. Yeah. And got back to some more of this action. But the cool like I was cool doing like uh when they got him back in, you know, my my brain was thinking like this feels like a ruse, like the mm. US government is gonna find you in a pool. It's like, hey man, we need you to get back on that mission. And he was like, nah, and they're like, we found your wife. And he's like, all right. And he's like, wait, hold up, where's the transition for that? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, you know, that like, pool you know was very a minority report. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. what's going on in this pool? Like, what's happened? How'd I find you? So, like, all that happened. And then after that, I was like, what's really cyberpunk is that we got very little information. He said yes to this weird fucked up op. And he goes out and then he goes to shit. And I was like, yeah, this is, ex- <laughs> this is exactly the cyberpunk stuff that I was expecting. Like, this has just gone to complete shit. And then who's the, who's there to blame? He's like, well, if you don't come back, you don't come back. <laughs> Good luck. And it's just like, well, how did you say that this man? How did, I just don't understand how he said yes, other than he's seeing his wife. Like that, that grief yeah. would have been enough. I'd be like, nah, man, I lost a kid, I lost all that. Well, man, I mean, I but we, we actually did get that though. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. That's what he said. He, he was just like, I lost my wife, I lost my kid on the same fucking night, and y'all fucked me. He's like, why am I? Why would I go back then? Just like, cause that bitch still there. He like, oh, god damn it, okay. <laughs> which, which you know, is weird, but. If you're somebody who is grieving and still isn't over that grief and has nightly dreams about it, maybe you would sign up uh, for something like that if it's I mean, your maybe. opportunity. Because if they, if you don't go and they find her, oh, they for sure putting bullets up in her. Well, they're going to kill her no matter what. For me, I'd be like, all right, I got the whole time be playing, figuring out how am I going to get us out of this. Because exactly. they're clearly trying to track her for a reason, which means they're trying to find use me to find her to finally kill her. Especially since they were like, she is the main target the whole time. Yeah. Right? And so for right. me, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna I'll do it, but I also need financial guarantee, like all this money deposited here. I make sure that gets sent to whoever the fuck I care about at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's essentially a suicide mission, kind of. Like it's yeah, it's maybe fifty fifty you're coming back alive. Less the let alone with your partner, right? So right. it's like you gotta you gotta secure the bag and secure whoever the fuck you're around. They did hint that pretty much he's isolated. He's on his own. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe he just embraced the fact that it's a suicide mission, but they should have either gone leaned more into that darkness or leaned more into him being like, All right, I still don't trust you motherfuckers, so let me show that I don't trust y'all by like squeezing everything I can out of you. Yeah. Before right. I go into suicide mission. And uh, maybe right. it'll work out for me. So is Maya, uh, Gemma Chan's uh, character, is she the, the architect? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so she definitely was the architect. Yeah, they said that she, yeah. she's the daughter of the, the main dude. 
But then yeah. she essentially inherited the title. Right. She took gotcha. it over after yeah. he died. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So, so she, she, she was definitely going to get it one way or another. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, right. the whole, yeah. that's why they wanted to kill her and the daughter. <clears throat> yeah. But they didn't no, no, know they that wasn't that's the daughter, though. No, well, no, they didn't know that it was daughter, but they yeah. wanted to kill the young girl because they were just like, she's the weapon. Yeah. She's right. the weapon. She's like, she's... So, basically, like her Rogan thing was Star Wars. she can uh, control all machinery. Yeah. She could just, you know, do whatever with it. And then as she gets older, her powers are going to get stronger. So, yeah. So, basically, at some point, she's going to be the AI piece that becomes completely uh, unstoppable yeah. and... Or she just becomes like the president of AI because, you know, she just controls all the AI. Well, that's the thing is like also like I think when it comes to these like uh, super beings or like these AI robots and shit, people got to start asking. Like I think like in these movies, they got to start reflecting Americans really asking, is this worth ruffling these feathers or should we just submit? You know what I mean? Like how much do we want to fight and already lose more lives and we're already going to lose because this nigga is a super being or she has the ability to control everything. Like, I think about that movie, Brightburn, mm. and it's like, do you really fight against this kid? Because you, no one's going to beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you also got to realize that we live in a space that is based off of power and control. Yeah, true. And I mean, yeah, yeah, and, power and, and survival. No, 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 power and control. Control. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not survival. It's control. control. So, and they've been in control, and they've had the yeah. ultimate untapped power for a very long time. So, when somebody has that kind of power, are are they willing to ever give that up? Mm. So that's 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 kind of yeah. what you have to get. That's the, the real nitty gritty of it. It's just like people don't want to be. Uh, well, they also don't want to be on the other end and see like what it's like when you don't have the power and somebody else has it. Are they gonna act like me? And nobody, and, you know, because they they don't they definitely don't want to find out that you know and, and be under the thumb of somebody else. Don't want to find out. Find out what's. I think that was cool that <clears throat> the the government uh, when they came in and kind of presented that argument about like robots versus humans the thing that was really interesting to hear about was kind of like the emotional uh tie that they made was that mm. you know humans are just you know angry we're, pretty, we're yep. pretty much the same thing but being capable of anger and then if you looked at all of the the ai that and then the robots whenever you saw them they weren't necessarily angry they were in a place where they're just like i just want to stop this so i can live peacefully yep. i just want to yep. mm-hmm. live my life like i don't want to have to Very have a gun and like look over my shoulder yeah. so it's crazy to think about like the logic is on the robot side they're like look we have calculated an end that we just want to get to this cuz we don't want anything else whereas humans are always doing this other thing where it's like all right survival means power yeah. we got to keep taking shit yeah it's yeah. essentially like humans are too greedy and too emotional to be like you know to be trusted with ultimate power mm-hmm. but they're afraid of ai who like you said curse just want peace and serenity for all people and shit it's it's very like it's not very uh uh i don't want to say subtle yeah subtle like what they're trying to say about yeah te- humans and technology you know um but technology the- could technically be the better version of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also th- the, I think that's what frustrates me about this movie is because there is some solid stuff that it's trying to talk about, even though there is like some weird fetishizing of uh, Asian culture and Asian women in particular. But um, I think there's a way there, this movie could have been a tight like hour and a half, hour forty five max, and because Rogue One, if if this guy is saying that he had a full hand in that, the thing about Rogue One, even though it's, I think it's about two hours, and we kind of nobody know the ending if you're a Star Wars fan, mm. is it just keeps going. And it keeps building, like, keeps building the tension, keeps building the tension. And you're just like, how are these people going to die? That's pretty much where you're like, what, <laughs> yeah. how is everyone going to die? Oh, shit, Darth Vader's in this? So you get even a little surprise. Whereas this, it's like, it could have surprised me so many times. And it just kind of was like, it was very steady. Like, and that's not a, that's not a bad thing. But it's just, if you're going to go two plus hours, you got to give me some pops. You got to give me something that I've never seen before or that really throws me for a loop like a, in a twist way or something. Well, that's the thing. I think they were going they were going for that with the Death Star thing. 
that was the thing that was yeah. going to rain down fire and brimstone and and just chaos upon mm-hmm. the film. But they didn't explain it enough yeah. uh, to the point explain where nothing. we would have actually really, really cared about that thing and really saw it as like the, uh, you know, lack of a better term, but the, the dark cloud that's literally <laughs> hovering over this entire film. So if they would have gave us more more of of that and it, and really fleshed that out, I think it would have it, it would have been an easier thing to play because once you start people start looking up, you'd be like, oh shit, it's here. Yeah. Or and or they could have changed it in a way. It's just like, oh, you know, explain is like it moves very slowly, so everything is ahead of that thing, and then it's just a matter of time because that would also put everything is like, hey, we're on a time crunch because that thing's slow, but it's coming. And when yeah. it gets here, it's going to fuck shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would have added uh, some intensity to, uh, to the film, which would have, you know, uh, gave you a pace, uh, a better pacing. Should let me write the script, y'all. Like, he I always says that shit. I could have done something. Because <laughs> Gareth Edwards, he took it seriously. Uvius Trivia, uh, she found that he, uh, he just taught the studio into letting him film without a green screen, filming on location using smaller cameras, using guerrilla filming techniques, and employing industrial light and magic, and then adding in this sci-fi elements later. Like he did the work to make it yeah. look great. So, and he was inspired by Apocalypse Now, Blade Runner, Akira, Rain Man, The Hit, E.T., and Paper Moon. Like, you know, he clearly was inspired. I'm surprised there's one more he didn't mention, which was Metropolis from 2001. It's like an anime movie. Mm-hmm. It's very much so the same kind of thing where like a, uh, you know, for lack of better way of describing a magic cyborg girl is like the key to stopping like humans and uh, cyborgs and, and robots from like fighting each other yeah. eventually. Got it. So it's that whole thing, and then like she's kind of being tossed around. She's the she's the ultimate pawn for this whole thing, and she's got stuff that she can do that nobody else can do. So I was surprised that he didn't mention that, but I got a lot of that from this movie. Mm. Okay, just to break down our rating system, baby. Stop calling me baby. So guys, you know how we do this: we rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL forty exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So Curtis, we sat down and we watched The Creator, a 2023 film Creator. starring John David Washington, yeah, yeah. Gemma Chan, mm-hmm. and uh, some other uh, pretty solid actors in here: Allison uh, Jenny, and uh, you know, new to the scene, Madeline. Uh, uh, Yuna Avoyas, Avoyas. Um, Curtis, what say you, sir? Uh, let's see. I would give this a medium. Um, okay. It wasn't. I came in with no expectations. Just watched the trailer and just like, all right, you know, it looks cyberpunky enough. So let me go ahead and just see what this is about. But um, yeah, the the story itself held together. I think, like, even laying down the lore, what they're trying to make us believe. The pacing was a little off, though. It was just there were some times where there was just some slow moments where, like, how can y'all just like make this faster? Like, just, yeah. just tighten this up, maybe sl- just shorten the scene or something of that nature. But the cinematography was also fucking dope. That was really, really well done. Uh, a couple of times, just like inserting of some songs I remember from like uh, listen to like alternative and like some um prog rock days yeah. i was like okay there's some cool hits here that y'all thrown in and it was cool to see that with the imagery but yeah ultimately the the pacing of it kind of lacked and there was no real sense of urgency for like how the robots mm. were really in danger for most of the movie you kind of mm. felt you could feel it because they were getting fucked up and the u.s was not playing they were they were just like no nah, we're every time we show up it's it's always go time yeah, but we didn't really get that sense of urgency of like we really need to get her to this place because this thing is about to rain hell on earth to every robot that's available. So if they had really done that and like Justin was saying, if they had talked more about the actual, you know, the nomad device. And I guess it's, it was just more than just what it was. It was more than what it seemed. Yeah. And we didn't get any of that until the very, very end of the movie. And even and then, then... Nobody explained it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. explained it. Yeah. Everybody was evacuating and leaving because they didn't want to die. So it was like, well, wait, we need one scientist to explain this shit, right? No? Well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> well, actually, what's happening up here? <laughs> so, yeah, I give it a meeting. Okay. Okay. I'm giving it a small... Um, 
I agree with a lot of the points you, you made, Curtis. I think that the cinematography is fantastic. Some of the one of the best looking movies I've seen this year. Um, and John David Washington does give a very strong lead performance in it. My biggest issue was the was the pacing. Absolutely. And then, like you said, there's no sense of urgency by a lot of the characters, even John David Washington, as he's trying to get this young lady to safety. And so for me, it was like, okay, if there's no sense of urgency that I'm feeling as a viewer, then are the stakes really that high? Like, does that mean that anything they do doesn't really make matter? Like, the, you know what I mean? Am I going to find out at the end of the day that none Is of this, this a really, dream? No, oh, that, that none of this really mattered. It, like, the ending was inevitable anyway, you know what I mean? So, um, and like I said, I thought the, the ending was somewhat anticlimactic, uh, and it was very kind of predictable. If you know story beats, you're kind of like, all right, when they pitch that the wife is there, it's like still alive. You're like, okay, she she probably isn't alive, or there's something clearer that they're not telling them, right? And then it's just like very like, okay, now I know what this is. It's just I was just surprised that they kept introducing new characters and then immediately killing them. I was like, that sucks as an actor. Like you're like, oh, I'm going to be in this movie. Oh, I'm dead in two pages. Um yeah, it just was a, it's a bit of a frustrating watch, especially being two plus hours. Yeah. Justin, uh, I, I it, it's it's crazy because I'm in between the the small and the medium, uh, because I did like uh, the film, yeah, uh, but the pacing is off, and you know, to everything <laughs> that Curtis said, it's like valid, and the things that you say are absolutely valid as well. Uh, but I do feel like they. A lot of those emotional beats uh, that they were hitting or trying to hit throughout yeah. the movie is like they either nailed it or they didn't, mm. and that's and, and that's why it's like kind of in a flux area yeah. because you were you know throughout as you're watching the film you're just like all right we're here we're doing this and then all of a sudden this falls flat but this part hits yeah. so hard you know so like. I, I, so I guess in, in that sense, I'll give it a small uh, because if they were a little bit, even though just a little bit more consistent mm. with some of the characterizations um, and like and, and just giving a little bit more uh, to, you know, our fucking the Nomad, the Death Star, you know, it would have it would have just turned it up just a little bit, which would have then more context would have would have gave it more of an emotional bearing uh, to the film. Mm. Emotional bearings. Don't we all want that? Uh, Curtis, thank you so much for being a super fan and joining us for this uh, episode of The Creator. Um, always good to have a super fan and patriot on the show. And So please tell the people how they can follow you if you wish for them to do so. And, um, yeah, just plug whatever you need to. Cool. Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, it's always a pleasure listening to you guys do all these crazy ass reviews so i'm always <laughs> happy to try to join in whenever it's like a chance for me to join in um yeah if anybody wants to just find me online on the on the socials uh anywhere like discord instagram is nerdy the sensei uh i got a video game photography uh in, instagram as well at um stolen satori okay so if you want to see some shit there you go what i'm you know just playing some video games mostly cyberpunk but i've taken some pictures and throwing them up there and if you want to support me, I got another Instagram that you can check out. Uh, so my juice gummies. So juice if you guys gummies. want to check that out, mm. uh, make them. And I'm also a consultant. So if anybody's got a business they want to get off the ground, hit hit a brother up. I can help you do some formulations. But I also oh, make okay. my own. So just hit up my uh, my Insta at juice Man, gummies. You should send us some stuff. We'll try it out. We'll plug it on the show. I got you, bro. Just let me know. Yeah, that's the episode that I lose my bike completely, <laughs> run out the door naked and shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, if you'd like, you know, maybe we could help uh, support your business by making a nice jingle for you. Oh, see, now that, now that I would have loved. Just, uh, right, right there. <laughs> so the juicy right there. gummies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Juice gummies, you are on your ass. I don't know. <laughs> what? Just, no, you put you on your ass because the gummies. Oh, okay. I, th you, I just said. I thought you said you are your ass. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck? yeah. Juice is in your ass, Brandon. That's what I was just, saying. Just All keep right. Brandon from saying butthole on, on, the, on, the, on the jingle, and then we're good. <laughs> All right, well, y'all know, uh, speaking of, <laughs> y'all know that you can follow me on all the socials at Frodo underscore Blackens. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all social media platforms. Be sure to go to mediumpopcorn.com 
for all your popcorn needs. Be sure to subscribe uh, to your favorite podcast application and leave a five-star review. We will read it on the show. People have been posting five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts but not leaving an actual review. So try to change that up so we can read some stuff. And Justin, if people support the show financially as well as follow you, what can they do, my brother? I'm going to tell you what you can do. Take yourself over to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages on there. Come we have the rant, what package. am I watching, Tati's take, and we have so many bonus episodes and so much content on there, That's as well right. as our back content. If you love this show, if you even mildly, mildly enjoy this show, Patreon is where you need to go because it will take you to a hoe, never level take oh, you right up there okay i was really worried about yeah, oh, oh you thought that i lost yeah, my myself? take you to a hoe i was like just <laughs> jesus lord we selling ass on the podcast you can't now. do it you can't do false advertising but uh guys if you want to follow me jay brown did it on the socials that's right he did it on the socials and he did it on this podcast um but again patreon.com slash media popcorn and if you're listening to this on the day of release, which is likely Wednesday, November 22nd, join us for our Zoom movie nights. The first mm-hmm. one in a long, long time. We're watching Good Burger 2. We're reviewing it live. It's going to be fucking nuts. You know, it's it's the sequel to the classic episode of this podcast. Yeah. The, the podcast episode that changed the, our trajectory, where we went from having uh, almost 100 listens to thousands, and now we're at tens of thousands. <laughs> so come and be a part of history, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. No, no. All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Curtis, thank you again so much for joining us. We Always really appreciate it. a pleasure, it. brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Peace, Peace. out, world. And what makes you scared? <laughs>